Welcome back to She Can Talk the Podcast. I am your host, Colleen, aka Gongoli MC on Instagram, or just Gongoli if you want to find that music on Spotify title. Anyway, you're looking for it, I'm there, Gongoli, or Colleen Eat Wings on Instagram if you want to see what I've been cooking, see what I've been sourcing and tossing lately, because you can always go over there and check it out. Um, I have a couple of gift cards that I will be using in the next couple of weeks. I'm so excited. So you're going to see a lot of food reviews coming up, and you know this is the birthday month so hey i'm not gonna be eating crazy but i will be sampling some food for you guys so you can go over there to colleen eat wings and check that out or if you're just interested in the music you want to submit music to dough records for consideration or if you want to book gongoli myself moi for a show you can just hit us up at doughrecords.com simple as d-o-e records.com and everything else falls underneath there you'll feel you'll find the instagram for gongoli music for clean eat wings for dough records she can talk to podcasts as well hey i should start up the year by saying happy new year we are about uh 10 11 days in and here we are happy new year we made it 2022 thank you jesus and amen Okay, so um, everyone, I hope you all have a wonderful, healthy, blessed and prosperous, safe year as we move into this 2022. And I'm so happy we made it. So um, as you can see by the title, it's going to be a very interesting episode. Cocoa Butter Heels. So the reason why I call it Cocoa Butter Heels for several reasons. Um, the first one is shout out to Fleo, shout out to Studio EDMS and shout out to Olymp Records in Paris, France. Um, I was able and honored and blessed to be on their compilation album called Chromatism. And I just like to try to act like I'm French, but it's called Chromatism. And um, you can check that out on all streaming platforms right now. And I have a song up there called Coco Butter Heels, produced by Fleo. Hey, comment allez-vous? Bonsoir to my peoples out there in France. They already know how we do. I cannot wait for the band to lift so I can come on home to my second home and see you guys. So um, I want to highlight that. I want to highlight Coco Butter Heels. I want to highlight to you guys um, how I came about writing this song and also it ties into the reviews that i'm going to be talking about today with you guys um first let me just say like this the holidays was amazing i had a really chilled holiday really relaxed at home um you already know right before the holidays they were talking in madness like don't leave don't go see family don't travel impending doom so you know I played close to home, stayed close to home, and I was grateful for that. We stayed safe, healthy, and blessed. We ate good, relaxed. But um, in addition to the holidays, I was able to see some of my homegirls, my girlfriends for the holidays, and that, I think, was a highlight for me. Um, I truly needed that. These are my friends. I'm talking about sheesh since teenagers, so we're like 30-plus in at this point, right? And um, amazing, beautiful black women in their own right, and they came to see me. And spend one of them, it was her birthday. Shout out to nature. Hey. And she came to spend her birthday with me. And shout out to Gina. Hey, she was here as well. And we had a freaking blast. But I'm not gonna go into all of that. I just want to say that um I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna go into all of that because I did give them a shout, right? But what I want to say is I'm not gonna give you the details of all the fun we had, but what we did do was a lot of woman bonding, a lot of great just like, you know, having fun and letting our hair down. And sometimes that's needed, you know, a lot of times, especially during these times that we're in, it's truly needed. So at the end of the day, I was so grateful and thankful to have them come through and we have some girl time. Hey shout out to y'all two beautiful ladies out there. But let me tell you what it reminded me of. 
So after that, you know, I just kind of, you know, holidays now, watching shows. I watched, um, I binged Insecure. You know, we had the C- the series finale of Insecure. And um, it was a little touching. I'm going to graze over that because I think that um, that show needs its own entire episode of She Can Talk. So I'm not going to really go deep into Insecure. But I just want to tell you the premise of the type of shows I've been watching over the holiday season or, you know, the holiday break. I watched, um, I binged insecure the last season because I definitely wanted to see how that ended I was pleasantly surprised and happy at the same time I watched um I started back watching just like that well I'm not gonna say I started back watching it's a new app it's a new show called just like that but it's a spin-off show of sex in the city so it has all of the main characters except for Samantha and I wish that Samantha Jones would make an appearance already but I digress but other than that um I watched that show recently and I was like, wow, this is pretty good. I tried to get into Harlem a little bit. I'm going to have to come back and and revisit that one because I, I don't know, maybe I was just watching it a little bit in the late hours. So I didn't really get into that. But the show that captured my attention recently and kind of sums it up just to kind of tell you what, you know, give you a theme and give you, see if if you guys notice a trend here. But um, I watched this show on ABC called Queens. Are any of you out there familiar with that? Please hit me in the comments. Once you listen to this, to this um, episode and tell me what y'all think. If y'all watch that show, I'm so curious to know what you all think about Queens. So Queens, for all of you out there that do not know, it's a show on ABC. It's about four women. And if you haven't noticed my theme lately, guys, I watched Insecure. It's four women friends as, you know, going through life and, you know, navigating their way through life for black women. Right. Then I watched, I went over to Just Like That, which is another set of four women you know and because even though samantha jones isn't there you can see they have like that alternate fourth character that alternating fourth character i should say which goes between um the beautiful i can't think of her name like nicole ari parker that's her name beautiful i just love her nicole ari parker and it goes between um oh my gosh she played i want to say she was um she played mississippi masala with denzel washington but if you know who i'm talking about the beautiful indian lady it goes between the two of them so i think like between the two of them you get like your not really because samantha jones is her own character but um between the two of them you kind of get that makeup of the fourth female or the fourth girlfriend right and on just like that and then with queens on ABC, it's a show, again, about four females. But let me tell you why this show really, really piqued my interest. At first, I was so reluctant to watch it for numerous reasons. Because I told you guys, right, that I've been healing mentally, emotionally, physically, just from the world, you know. And not saying that the world was harsh to me, but the world we live in is harsh. And you see every day it gets crazier, right? But um, sometimes it's good to retreat in. And when you retreat in, you do what we call as... um shadow work maybe or um inner work like looking within and you start to kind of look at what you've done to contribute to some of your demise or some of your downfalls or shortcomings and you can see what you've done to to contribute to some of your success and then you can kind of compare the two and see the difference and see you know you have those realistic results right in front of you because it's you in your body no one else can say hey Colleen you did this you did that no it's like you're sitting there physically evaluating yourself right and when you go through that and when you go really deep into like shadow work of evaluating evaluating yourself it gets fucking scary i'll tell you that right and you start to realize that yo you may not have been that good of a person as you thought you were but it's healing right and then the beautiful thing about that is um you get to 
you know, appreciate other people in the process of that healing because you are more empathetic, more understanding to them and to their needs as well. And you can appreciate them for just being them regardless in whatever capacity that is, if that makes any sense. So, um, and the reason why I'm like that now, I kind of went off into a tangent is because I had a lot of triggering events in my life, like damn near PTSD. I said it in a song, all the stuff I've been through, you know, I like basically got PTSD, you know? And, um, I think that's a lot of people that if you lived in like an urban city or you grew up in like, just like a, you know, a, you know, not saying my, my personal inside the home wasn't a struggle. Like my, I'm grateful my family was blessed, but you know, the world that you navigate through, especially if you're young, especially a young black woman, you know, I started to just reflect on my times in New York growing up and, you know, reflecting on my time in Virginia growing up. I got to Virginia when I was 17 years old, like who, no wonder my mother was crazy and going crazy, but I was so focused and in my head at you know at 17 years old I was like I'm grown I I understand the world and I'm gonna go take it by the horns right you're just seeing what you want to do but you're not seeing that the um dangers and the obstacles that your parents may be trying to, to shield you from right so and that might cause resentment might cause hate towards your parents and vice versa towards their kids you know and then um later on when you stumble and fall you blame them you know, or I'm just telling you, my shadow work has taught me that that's what has happened. I would make headstrong decisions, not listen to anyone, move forward. And then if something happens, I'm blaming them, you know, but no, shadow works allows you to look within and take accountability for what's going on, you know, and move forward and grow. So with that being said, um, the things that used to trigger me, and I'm not a hundred percent, so I'm not going to say, Hey, everything that used to trigger me does not no longer trigger me. I cannot say that, but I can say that a lot of things that used to trigger me into like a tailspin of just mental, whatever anxiety or whatever don't anymore. And I'm so grateful for that. And one of those things for me was, um, being in a female rap group. We had a great time. We had a lot of good times, but we also had a lot of, you know, bad times, peaks and valleys. That's life. But, um, do I love those girls? Yes. Do I appreciate that time? Yes, I do. And that's what um, I had to learn from working within is to be like, hey, look, you know, you cannot change people. You cannot expect people to do what you would have done or what you have done, but just appreciate them for what they are. And points in those, those points in my life, we were supposed to be together. Our stars cross, our stars aligned. We were supposed to be in the same room or in the same mic booth at the same time during those times and make magic, right? That we can, no one could ever take from us, right? Recently, just the other day, shout out to DJ B out there in one of three jams and fresh radio in Virginia. They had, he had his 25th anniversary in radio, right? Just a little, and let you know, and we go way back, like I had a conversation with him about it, you know, on the anniversary day, but he tagged me in, um, the radio promo that my old female group that we was in my old rap group did for him. Like first show, I remember, I remember he was so excited. He came to us like, yo, I need you to do the promo for the show. I said, say less, let's do it. Cause we both, he's from Philly. I'm from New York. So we know like radio back in those days, like radio promo was it. That was like free real estate for artists, for underground artists to get on, you know, same things on mixtapes. If you show love to the DJs on a mixtape, that's free real estate for indie artists, you know? So say less, I got you, you know? So my group did a promo for him. And then from there, we just became like the rolling go-to group. Everyone at the, at the radio station wanted us to do promos for them. So 
when that memory popped up and he tagged me in it and everything, it warmed my heart. I can honestly say that. Now, I can honestly say maybe a couple of years ago, it would have been a trigger for me. Why? Now I can honestly say is because I had in me unresolved energy around the group. And my guess, what I had to understand was what was the unresolved energy? Because like I said early in this conversation here, you know, you could do things, you'd be headstrong, you move forward. If it doesn't work, you blame them. That was my mode. But then you have to say, what did you do to contribute to it? I've done a lot. It's, we will need like a whole limited series to go into it. But um, at the same time, you have to say, okay, look, we, was, we were there in a room at the time where we were supposed to be. And it worked because we're supposed to. And we, act, we actually are indelible in history. They cannot remove you, Ganga, from history. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate it. And then seeing other people appreciate the work that I've put in over 25 years ago, a little skinny kid you know rough in these streets kid and it's you know they still recognize and hold that as near and dear to them you know as they're moving on in their careers in music and and so forth that that was a blessing and so I'm grateful for that and that just kind of fuels the energy in me to keep going right so that leads me to Queens a whole tangent just to get back to the show. But there we go. You know, I always give you guys about 15, 20 minutes of what's on my mind before we dig in and jump in. So we're going to jump in now. Hey, you know the name of the show, She Can Talk. So I'm going to talk to you deaf. All right, here we go. So um, Queens is a show on ABC, executive produced by Swiss Beats. Shout out to Swiss. Um, You stay on She Can Talk as far as I'm concerned. I'm just going to manifest that at least by the end of 2022, I will be working with you, maybe on some verses, maybe on Queens. Um, I, maybe I can, you know, be honored to interview you on, you know, She Can Talk. But you're a very interesting individual that I respect highly and I just love the fact that you have an Aquarius wife I'm Aquarius and you are from the Bronx because I too am from the Bronx shout out to the Bronx shout out to my block yo I'm I'm, I'm all over the place but you know this might be a long episode today because I ain't speak to y'all in a minute I ain't speak to y'all since last year but I have to take a pause in a moment because just talking about the Bronx real quick made me think of what happened recently. There was a big devastating fire on 181st and T-Bow Avenue in the Bronx. I grew up on 182nd and T-Bow Avenue in the Bronx. So this is literally at the corner of my block, you know, that this big devastating fire happened in this big high rise building and took the lives of 19 people, nine children, you know, just devastating, right? And to see, I want to just send out healing energy, love and strength to the families that were, you know, impacted by this fire and also the, the volunteers, the workers, the neighbors, the community that's coming together to help them because that's what I want people to recognize. You know, um, I have no hate against Charlemagne, but he says this thing on the radio, you know, all the crazy people come from all of Florida and the Bronx or whatever the case is. I ironically am from the Bronx and I live in Florida. So sometimes I take a little, you know, a little personal to that, but not really. It's, I know it's all junk, you know, talk and hype, but it can lead people to believe that, you know, certain areas is just what you see on the news or is just what you see on World Star. You know, and you see a lot of violence. You see a lot of just debauchery going on not just in the Bronx you know all of New York in my opinion but not just New York the whole freaking United States right now right but um 
just like with anything, the bad always gets highlighted first. And if the good even gets highlighted at all, you know, so I definitely want to send shout out to everybody out there that's coming together. And that's, you know, right now, just converging everyone that is just like all hands on deck in the Bronx to help out this family. And they were not, um, I just want to also say, because even though this was a big devastating fire that happened and it's three, 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 that's like, we like, I could give you the whole four address. You can just go online and Google it. But we just know, like, if you grew up on the block, you just know it is three, three, three. Like you didn't even say like, Oh, the big tall building on the block, whatever, like three, three, three. Oh, you, where you from? Three, three, three. Okay. We're going to come down here. Boom, boom. It's just, that was, a you know, part of the neighborhood. But, um, even though that fire was devastated and it was it's being compared to like the happy land fires that happened out there in the 90s um there was another devastating fire like literally the night before so saturday morning there was a fire in 333 and then um excuse me sunday morning excuse me sunday morning there was a fire in 333 saturday night like literally two blocks up so like i'm telling you i lived one block up right from this where this fire was at at three three three. So literally on the same block. I lived on T block, same street, but just one block up, right? Um, if you going across, so it'd be like maybe three blocks across. So it's really close. And it was another fire that claimed four lives. But basically the whole building is damaged. The restaurant underneath it was damaged as well. You know? So I want to send my praise to that family as well and just to those that building as well and send it to just the whole Bronx right now because we definitely do need it. We do need the energy and the love. And um, real talk, even if I was close because I'm in, I'm away, I'm in Florida, I'm far. But, and with these Omicrons and variants, um, don't plan on leaving anytime soon. But if it was a different day and time and God forbid this had happened and I had the ability to be closer, real talk, even if Omicron, but I was in Virginia, like how I was before, it would have been nothing. I would be in the Bronx right now, seeing where I can lend a hand, seeing what I can do to volunteer, who can I donate to in person and making sure that I can help people out. Because I knew people that grew up in that building, hung out with people, some of my friends, some of my friends that still hit me up and be like, yo, you know, lived and had family that were impacted by that fire on both ends, you know? So I'm just want to send my love up to the Bronx. That was totally random, but that segue from Swiss made me think about the Bronx real quick. So I just definitely want to send my um, love up to that and healing energies out to the Bronx. And I just want to also highlight how the community is coming together. And I'm just so proud because this is what I knew growing up. You know, I, I came from the Bronx where your mama could beat your ass, Miss Gloria could beat your ass, and Miss Luella could beat your ass. Like, you know, it's a community ass beat. And if you're not listening, it's going to get dealt with. You know what I'm saying? And then we're going to go back and tell your mama so she could beat you when you get when she get home. You know what I'm saying? So kids weren't just willy-nilly. There wasn't no lack of respect for adults. We had all of that in the community. And the crazy thing is that I can also say we had in the community, we had like PAL, the Police, Ath- Police Athletic League, and we had police that were really in the community lived in the community worked in the community and engaged in the community you know and they weren't just there because someone called 911 for a fight or someone called 911 for uh you know something violent they were there and they knew your name and you know it was like it kind of remind me of that um officer norman in arkansas that he's like a real community type of officer he's like a community officer versus like a police officer because because a police officer they police 
they're policing the streets to make sure nothing's happening or looking for something bad to correct it. Whereas a community officer is going to become one with the community and engage them. And that's what we had growing up. We had like a very good, you know, I'm not going to say it was a hundred percent because you know, stories is up there. You could see it, but in, I'm talking about in the era that I grew up in, in the time that I grew up in, in the Bronx, it was not like that. Like how people say, oh, it's bad, it's this, it's hood, it's ghetto, it's this. No, no, no. It wasn't like that back then. I cannot speak for now. I live in Florida and I've been far removed from the Bronx many years. But um, it just warmed my heart to see that. And I just want to say that, you know, that put in me that there's hope. There's hope for all of us, not just the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? That gave me hope to be nicer to people, to smile a little bit more, you know, give hope. So, all right, I think I'm done with all of my ramblings to the left. Back to what I was saying. I'm just going to give you a quick breakdown. It's on Hulu, Queens. It stars Eve. It stars Notori Naughton, which is a.k.a. Tasha from Power. Um, It also stars Nadine Velasquez, which um, I really don't know what she played on before. And I'm really trying to figure out, like, if she was maybe an actress or singer, rapper prior to this opportunity. Um, It also shows uh, an African actress named Pepe Sanagua. And I I hope I'm not messing her name up Pepe Osana Osangwa but she looks like she could be Nicki Minaj's little sister in the face like 100% she looks like she's related to Nicki Minaj and then um they have a couple of supporting characters ironically if any of you guys who know that I love P-Valley if any of you out there watch P-Valley like I do coach from P-Valley which is Sadie's coach on P-Valley is the manager of the Grap group on this show. So on this show, his name is Eric, and on P-Valley, his name is Coach. I don't really know his real name, but there you go. But it's the same guy. And um, I feel like I'm missing someone. Oh, Brandy. How could I miss Brandy? So that rounds out the group. So we had Eve, um, Notori Naughton, which is, um, so Eve is Professor Sex on this show. Professor Sex. Um, Notori Naughton, or AKA Tasha from The Power, she's Jill the Thrill. Um, Brandy is Naomi. I don't think she has another name. It's just like Naomi. She's like, the, I'm the real deal. I'm not, you know, playing around. And then we have the, um, Butter Peak and Rican, which is Nadine Velasquez on the show. Now, um, Pepe Osuna, I, I'm just gonna say Pepe because I think I'm pronouncing her first name correctly, but Pepe plays Muffin on the show. Muffin is, if you see her, it just, just Nicki Minaj. She basically plays Nicki Minaj on the show, like early Nikki, like when Nikki was first coming out, in my opinion, looks just like her. Whoever's in hair and makeup, they did a hell of a job because they're spot on. You could tell they kind of try to over-exaggerate it a little bit, but it's definitely spot on. This, that's who the character is supposed to be. So now Eve and the four girls, Brandy, um, Tasha and Nadine Velasquez, they're a group. They call, well, originally they call the Nasty Bitches. That's the name which is unrealistic. I would have never supported a group at any point in time called the Nasty Bitches. I don't care how nasty um, Little Kim got. I don't care how raunchy Trina got. I love them. But I don't think I would have been too cool to rock with them if their name was Nasty Bitch. <laughs> so that was very. So that that's the parts of the show that I had to get over. I guess I should say, like, I had to overcome that part. Like, I don't know who's the writer. I don't know who's the writer. Who said that this was going to be good? You know, like, maybe, and these these ladies are female MCs, so 
none of them could have said like that. Nah, that's a whack ass name for this group. But I guess it was supposed to be so extreme to show you the, the difference in the growth. So when they were younger in the nineties, they were a rap group called the nasty bitches. They were hot. They were, you know, right on the cusp of blowing up. Right. And they had, their names was buzzing. Everything was buzzing. And then out the blue, um, it doesn't really tell you, and I, that's why I got to go back to the beginning and kind of watch it again, because it doesn't really tell you, like, what really happened. It's like, it kind of, the group just dissipated. Like, one girl got married, Professor Sex, which is Eve, got married, had five kids. Another girl, um, Jill Thrill, she was, like, a pastor's daughter and really conservative in church anyway. So she basically gave her life to Christ, went to church, got married, and was, like, the pastor's first lady, right? Then they had um, the Puerto Rican... Um, Puerto, um, Butter Rican Rican or whatever The Butter Pecan Rican Which is the Spanish girl She ended up becoming like a talk show host On like a Good Morning America type of thing And so people knew her from her rapping days And that kind of helped her segue into A professional career in entertainment So she still was kind of the one That was still relevant In the industry And then we had Brandy Brandy um, was like that artist That was like the true artist in my opinion But something happened I think like her emotions triggered her to just and then she had a daughter you know and so that kind of like culminated her into stop rapping and when the group dissipated she stopped rapping she started doing folk music and I was like who the fuck is watching my life here <laughs> you know that's why I didn't want to um watch it at first because I, I just knew it was going to be triggering I was like I feel like somebody is fucking watching my life but um now did I like folk music no but a couple of years ago I just decided that I wanted to not really call myself a rapper anymore. And instead, I just want to be a musician and I want to rock. And I'm not talking about do rock and roll, but if that calls for it, yeah. If it calls for reggae, yeah. If it calls for Afrobeats, EDM, whatever you want me to do, I'm willing to give it a try. And that's why I said I'm not a rapper no more. But in reality, I am a rapper. So um, I think... I could relate to Brandy or Naomi on that part because she definitely was giving me like, hey, I want to remove myself from my past. And I want to like not remove myself from my past, but distance myself from the past. So that's the energy I got from the Naomi character, which is played by Brandy. What I love about it is and what made me say, okay, I'm gonna give this show a try is because Eve is really a rapper. And I love Eve. I loved her since Rough Riders. Um, and, and she has an interesting backstory when it comes to being a female rapper and getting signed and how hard it was for her to get signed because she was originally signed to Dr. Dre's Aftermath. And he said, hey, even though she's a dope rapper, I really can't do nothing with her image. I don't really know what to do. And then Swiss Beats stepped in. So you know, amazing from there. But, um, and that's just a rough overview. I'm not saying that's a hundred percent effect, but it's something around that effect. Like Dr. J, like, I don't really know. And it was a hard time trying to like put an image together and Swiss came in and took her. So I love Eve. I just love her. And then same thing with Brandy. I feel like, especially after you watch Queens, I feel like Brandy is a rapper. Like she could rap. I always loved Brandy ever since I want to be down ever since Cinderella with her and Whitney Houston. You know how I feel about Whitney Houston guys. So Brandy, I feel the same way. Like I love her too. And, um, Moesha was cool. Started, started to like lose interest. I could say around the Moesha days, but then, um, yeah, I just felt like we could have got more music from Brandy and we do need more music from Brandy. And after watching this show, I'm like, bitch rap. I want to hear some rap shit from Brandy next because she definitely could do it. But, um, 
the Spanish girl, that's what I said. I got to find out and see what, she's, what she does. And then the African girl, which plays the Nicki Minaj character, she's an actress, 100% actress that I've seen. But, um, yeah, so they're like kind of like finding their way back to each other in their 40s after marriage, after divorce, after life-changing events. You know, like one, you know, Eve's character husband had brain cancer and was cheating on her while she was tending to five kids at home, being a housewife. Now I got to deal with you and brain cancer and your adulterous affair. You know what I'm saying? So she had that going on. Jill the Thrill, which is played by Tasha from Power or Notori Norton, which is her real name. She was the conservative church girl who was in reality gay, you know? So she went and submerged herself into church and submerged herself into religion because she was fighting what she was calling the demon of lust because she loved women. But reality now, she's in her 40s. She's lived this life of, you know, someone else's life because it ain't hers. And, you know, she figured if she could pray it away and that didn't happen. So now she's like, you know what? I'm going to just be me. So she started having an affair with a woman. And I can't front. They gave old girl, like, and I'm not gay, but I definitely know beautiful women when I see them, right? So I can always shout out and give a compliment. But they gave um, Jittle Thrills some really bad chicks. I was like, okay, Tasha from Power. You said I don't want nothing but a baddie on my arm. I get it. So they gave her some really, you know, sexy women to, like, have adulterous moments with. And then she's kind of come to her conclusion, like, you know what, I am gay and I want to, you know, really fully live my, as my, in my truth. So she filed for divorce from her husband. So that's Eve with the husband, with the brain cancer and, um, affairs. And then Jill that she found out she's a lesbian and she doesn't want to be the first lady of the church anymore. And this, you know, the pastor's wife, she doesn't want to do that anymore. And then we have Nadine, which is um, the Border Peak and Rican. Melissa, I think that's her name on the show. But she is um, the Spanish girl. She had a talk show. Ironically, the manager of the group was still managing her. And it was also like in a relationship with her at the beginning, beginning of the show. And um, so it seemed like them two were still successful and still moving on in life and it's still being relevant but um you can see for her she kind of really felt like that's not what she wanted she really wanted to be a musician and be like relevant for music and not for like a talk show host or being a pretty girl with the microphone you know hosting shows or whatever so um she was in she was in you know motivated by the reunion like oh we can i'm down for a reunion and then you had um Naomi, which is Brandy. And Brandy had a daughter. She's a single mother. She has a daughter. She, the daughter doesn't know who the father is, her father is. And um, she's just like, you could just see she's running from a lot of her past. Like, you know, I, I'm, she's trying to distance herself from it. So you could see like maybe the kid's father is in the past. And that's definitely something affecting what happened with her musically. Maybe she got pregnant and stopped doing music. So you're trying to kind of figure it out, right? And then you can see the dynamics between the four of the the four women in the group. They love each other. They care for each other, but they still have their own personalities and they had to work through that. And you can see where like maybe two were closer over here and two were closer over here and, you know, so forth. So you can kind of see that dynamic as, as it broke down as well. And um, it just, you know, at first I was like, oh my God, this is going to be triggering for me. But it really wasn't. It wasn't triggering for me at all. It actually warmed my heart. And it made me feel like, yes, finally someone fucking hears us out here. You know what I'm saying? And it made me also realize that there's a lot of females, a lot of female MCs, a lot of rappers, old and young, up and coming and retired, that's been through the same thing. Like, 
you know, the depiction of this show. So for example, on the show, and I'm not going to give you every episode blow by blow because I really think it's a good watch, right? I think it's a good watch and I think it's, um, very relevant because they talk about Instagram. They talk about clout chasing. They, they also talk about the 90s stuff. Very good soundtrack throughout the show too. Like you're going to hear some good 90s music, some good 20s, you know, 2000 millennial music. Like a good, like Swiss did a good job with the music throughout the show, right? Even with the girls rapping because they show them as young girls in the 90s rapping. And then it shows them as their 40 year old selves rapping, which I love. And the young girls, like, I don't know who he got. I said, these little girls got to be spitters because they spit. I'm talking about one scene totally brought me back to my childhood. Because if you don't know, you will know now. I went to Catholic school, St. Simon Stock School. Shout out to St. Simon Stock in the Bronx on Valentine and a Hyundai second. Boom, boom, boom. So we wore red plaid uniforms, yellow button down shirts with a little tie, a little clip. You know, you got You have to understand. Like I'm making it with my hands like you can see me. But with the vest, uniform, red knee high socks, penny loafers. I always had dimes in my penny loafers. But yeah, penny loafers, complete, complete nerd, right? Down the block was IS-137. Same grades as us, but it's just a public school. Up the block was PS9. Those kids were a little bit younger than us, but they cool too. We all live in the same neighborhood, right? So at the school, we're going to get together. We're going to rap. We're going to, you know, battle each other. We're going to do dances, etc. And it just so happens that the kids that go to Catholic school, we're out there in our uniform, but we're battling. We're rapping too, you know? So I really legit feel like someone is looking into my childhood or something because there was a scene where um she... Eve went to the Catholic school or the private school and she's the tutor for the other girl who's in public school. And so they meet up after school and she's in her uniform and everything like that. And so she's like, uh, you know, you can go do whatever you do, read Shakespeare, or whatever, because I don't got time writing these rhymes. And she was like, Shakespeare was a rapper. And so they started, you know, finding out that they had same common interests. And she was like, okay, well, who you like? And she's like, I like MOP. So they started talking about who they like. Total, total gave me nostalgia. You know, because as a kid, it was like some kids would get beat up coming home from school in their school uniforms. You know, kids are rough, you know, depending on who you were. Thank God I never got beat up. But I was kind of cool with everybody. You know what I'm saying? So it was like rapping. We out there joking, snapping, whatever we doing before we go in the house. Because, you know, you got to go home, do homework, etc. But um, it was good times, you know. So it was very nostalgic to see that and that warmed my heart. That Wow, I was not the only one. And I knew I wasn't. But, you know, in my uniform uh, after school writing rhymes. Wow. So I love that. That 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 touched my heart. Then um, to see them in their 40s. So it was a scene where the girl that is playing the Nicki Minaj-esque character character peppy is her real name so the scene where she's in her mansion she has like all of her flunkies around here you know like the people that just like take the pictures live off of her you know drink the champagne and pop the bottles but when it gets rough they're out though that crew so she actually said you know what Cause she sampled like so it was like present day now she sampled the nasty bitches biggest hit like she sampled it and made it like remixed it for her song, which ended up being a big hit. So now the manager for the old group was like, Hey, I think it'd be dope if you girls get on 
the remix with her and that'll bring some light back to y'all because that's like old school meeting new school in the middle so i thought that was dope that you know because that's something you don't see a lot you see a lot of separation like oh we do boom bap oh we do trap like and i honestly the young kids because i i talk a lot to the youth i exchange and discuss music i have like shit 10 kids probably call me a day i'm not gonna say a day i'm exaggerating but at least a month asking me about studio stuff and musical just advice and i'm more than happy to give it some because that's called bridging the gaps you know what i'm saying if we don't teach them to do the right thing musically and engineering then we're not gonna have future music you know what i'm saying if we just keep on telling them that they're wrong they're wrong and we're right then it's gonna stop with us Right. And I don't want that to happen. I want to continue to cipher to continue. You know what I'm saying? And like there was OGs that opened the doors for me and showed me how to, you know, make beats. And well, I don't make beats, but showed me how to record, showed me how to write rhymes. You know, I got the exposure of DJing, etc. So I want to pass that on wherever I can. Right. So I think the show did a good job of saying, hey, the young girl remixed the older group song and now they're inviting them on the remix so they end up doing the remix the remix blew out the water and so now you know but they're feeling a little conflicted and all of the stories to me it's like i'm seeing like okay this, this is a salt and pepper mo- moment that's a Nicki minaj moment oh that's an iggy azalea moment oh oh this is a gongoli moment like i'm just getting them all up in in the in different scenes but um it was a scene where Jill the Thrill was like, I don't, I'm not a nasty bitch. I'm, I'm a conservative girl. I, I'm a, tr- I'm the preacher's wife. I don't want to sing this song. Cause you're like, such a, such a, such a, what nasty bitch? You know, it was like officially, I think originally was nasty bitch. And then they changed it to nasty girl. And then they changed the name to Queens. Cause they said, we're no longer nasty bitches. We're not bitches. And we're not nasty. We're Queens. We're royalty. We make men. We make the population. So they changed their names in their forties. So that's me recognize the growth. If you don't, recognize the growth you can't change right and that came you could see that happened with the changing of their name so I, I thought that was dope and I respected that like okay so they're no longer the nasty bitches now they're the queens so that's a nice transition then you can see what they were rhyming about at first they were rhyming about being nasty and just a thrill going freaking on you up on the hill and you know whatever just stupid stuff sexual stuff and it was like nah it's more to us we have a platform we can use our platform for good so they started talking about awareness politics you know misogynistic behavior in the music industry and they're using this in their raps oh amazing 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 now were the raps the best and the most lyrical Mm, i give them anywhere between a b and a b plus you know because brandy blew me away I gave it to her. We know Eve, my girl, rap. So Eve got that in the bag. Now, um, the other two, mm, the episode I just watched last night, the Border Peak and Rican, I was like, okay, she's spitting. She's spitting. And then um, Jill Thrill, I think because I just look at Notori as a singer and I know she could sing, I'm just expecting her to sing. But um, just the same thing with Brandy. I expected her to be a singer, but Brandy surprised me and really can be a rapper, right? Um. But so far they did good. They did they did they're doing good. So I just like the topic. So they went from, like I said, misogynistic behavior in the industry, from being young girls taken advantage of in the industry, an uh, industry they knew nothing about. And because they were girls, they were even more victimized. So you see that being played out in there. Then you see when they become older and they're not no longer considered sexy or considered appealing because they're aging. But the rapper, the male counterparts is going all the way through 
their career nonstop. Having stopped is no one considered their age or anything. No one even questioned how old the girls were that they were dating. So, for example, when you were 24, you were dating 21-year-olds. But now you're 34, you're dating 21-year-olds. Now you're 44, you're dating 21-year-olds. Now you're 54, dating 21-year-olds. You know, like, that's okay. Well, as we can see, it's really not. But you can see how they are showing you, like, Oh, all this is okay, but it's so many limitations on a girl. Like, you have to be young, which to me, I feel like it's very predatorial to be considered eligible. And then if you get in young and you get and you're eligible and you get there, if, if you don't, if they don't try to fuck you to death or, you know what I'm saying, or take advantage of you sexually, by the time you get, you know, of age where you're like, hey, I'm grown now. I've got maybe 10 years in it. I came into business at 14. Now I'm 24 and I want to venture out and start my own record label maybe I want to you know curate some other artists and kind of get to the business side of it they'll start to say oh you know you need to just have kids you need to settle down now you're getting old and then you know depending on your mind frame if you're like okay you know you know I am getting old because I'm about to be 30 I don't want to be an old lady and don't have no kids you have a kid as soon as you have a kid oh you can't go on a tour now you have a kid it's life is different for you you're a mother you can't do this you know and um so many limitations. You see all of the limitations playing out in um in the show. So I was really, really pleasantly surprised to see that they were touching topics the way they were. From, you know, predatorial behavior with older men in the industry and young girls to, you know, limiting behavior of saying, hey, because she has kids, she cannot be a rapper, you know, or because she's you know, deeply into the church, she cannot be a secular rapper and she cannot love secular music as much as she loved the Lord, you know? So it was good to see all of that played out because honey, I've dealt with like virtually, I don't have any kids. So maybe not that factor of it, but even getting older, you do you not, I'm talking about, I was 27, 28 years old. And like on a daily basis, the conversation people were having with me were, you're getting older, you're getting older, you got to do something like basically, I, I, you know, like you got to strip now at this point and come out in some really provocative shit and really get provocative with it because you're getting older and you're going to have to grab them before you get old. And I'm saying to myself, well, damn, these niggas is old and older and still going and no one's questioning Dr. Dre. No one's questioning. No one's having these conversations with Jay-Z or Nas. No one's having these conversations with Master P or any one of them that want to hop out and drop a record at the drop of a dime or at the convenience. No one's having these conversations with Juicy J. You know what I'm saying? No one's having these conversations with none of these people that are men. But when it comes to the women, they're like, oh, you got kids. Oh, you're getting old. You're getting old. These niggas be having bare bellies and receding hairlines, but it's okay. These women be looking amazing and don't even have a fucking wrinkle in their face, but they're too old. So it was like, you see the, the contradiction there, right? And they touched on it. They, they were touching on it in that show, Queens. So I'm very proud of them for that. Shout out to you, Swiss. And, you know, the writers, like I said at the beginning of this show here I was like who the fuck is the writers nasty bitches when it was named the group that but I see it was supposed to make you kind of feel repulsed like ugh, so you can see the growth and then see the journey of what they had to go through even how they got their name they didn't really come up with that name for themselves a guy gave them that name you know what I'm saying like you know yeah some nasty bitches calling them outside of their name and then they just responded to it like yeah because being young and you don't really want to you know what I'm saying? Step on any toes or you, you just want the opportunity to perform and be a rapper. You're like, okay, I'm a nasty bitch then. 
and be a little bit, you know, just get along, go along. So as Kwame Brown would say, shout out to Kwame Brown, another YouTuber podcaster out there. But, um, yeah, so to me, I felt like that was so dope that they're touching on all topics. Then just when I thought, oh, the show is amazing. I'm so happy that I watched the show and I did not allow my mind to think it was going to be bad because, you know, I'm just putting my own personal self, which I can't front. I put myself in every episode because I could see something. I've experienced something like that. I can relate completely to these girls, but, um, I'm not in it. Like, this is not my crew. This was not us. This is not our story, but it's everyone's story. Any girl who tried to be a rapper from the nineties to present day, you know, any girl who was specifically in particular in a group, between the 90s and today could relate to it from salt and pepper on down to the gypsies they could relate to it because that's what it is it's just telling our story and we don't get that story told you know because you'll see like a lot of people talk about the only group honestly the only group that we have is salt and pepper you know let's be real and after that it's um you might have like three, five, seven, finesse a quiz. Like I'm OG, old school, so I know the other groups, but I'm talking about commercially, mainstream. Salt and Pepper, and maybe three, five, seven from Cali, and they didn't last like Salt and Pepper. You know what I'm saying? So we just had Salt and Pepper. But um, what other female groups do we have until present day? Now we got the City Girls. You know what I'm saying? 2021, two girls just like Salt and Pepper were. City girls, you know, and that's a long time if you think about it. And correct me if I'm wrong out there, guys, you know, hit me in the comments because I'm talking, she can talk. And I don't want to say like, you know, I miss any girl group, rap group, not pop group. Because I know y'all like TLC. No, I love TLC, but they were not a rap group. They look hip hop-ish, urban-ish, but they were very pop. I'm sorry. I love them. Now, after TLC... You know, because I like the way um, Left Eye Spit, God Bless the Dead, in TLC. But when she did her summer, like, my favorite Left Eye joint is, ooh, say what, say what, say what. And that's not even her song. But that verse let me know. I got goosebumps right now. God Bless the Dead. Shout out to Left Eye Lopez because, Lisa Left Eye Lopez because, yeah, she was definitely an MC. And she brought the rap to the group. But they weren't a rap group. So as far as I'm saying, I'm still standing on it. I think Salt and Pepper was um, what we had in the 90s for female groups. And then 2020, we got City Girls. Or 2022, because we're now in 22, we got the City Girls. That's a freaking, like, 30-year gap there. You know? Now, like, my group was in there. We were trying to get up to the top and bubble up to the top. But we had a lot of just, just like a lot, I'm pretty sure it was other groups that were trying to bubble up to the top. I remember around the time when we were performing, there was another group. It was um two girls too. And they was kind of like considered the elite rappers of the area that we was in. I can't even think of their names right now. But um, they were like, ended up on BET. They ended up like performing. Uh, you know, these girls would bring their own mics to the show. They were real serious with it. I was like, okay, respect. So I made my my group, we all went out and brought our own fucking mics after seeing you know, perform at the show with these girls, and they came out there with their own fucking mics, so I shout out to them, I don't remember their names right now, they were from Virginia Beach, but, um, as well, they were older than us, like, at the time, they were, they were, like, more professional, more, you know, we were, like, yo, we, we, we gritty, we from the streets, and we gonna get it, and they never came to fruition, dissipated, dissipated, 
just like my group did. And I'm not going to say, you know, a lot of people would like to make it seem like, oh, women can't get along. Women can't do this. No, we can. Women are very business oriented. We put our teamwork, make the dream work, put our mind to it. We accomplish anything. You know what I'm saying? But then it can be implodable, definitely, because women have a lot of emotions and we tend to wear them on our sleeves. I am one of them that used to wear it on my sleeves. I don't even care anymore. I think it would age and time. And then when you go through shit and when you realize, like I told you, I did some shadow work on myself. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about that shit no more. I'm just so grateful I'm here and I'm living a great, awesome life. That's what I really worry about. But um, when you go through that, you know, you have those emotions and everything. It can play a factor in how you move and in how you interact with other people. So, yeah, that could definitely break down groups when you have like a multiple women that are emotional but they would like to play up to that stereotype a lot of the times it ain't that it is just like this show said people get married people fall in love people say hey I want to pursue something different you know and then emotions might you know just the trauma and the bs of being robbed and jerked around and sexually assaulted or you know, just sexually preyed on, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I, I'm done with this, which segues me into a new character they added on this last week's episode. So you can still binge it because it's like more, it's not over yet. It's like more episodes coming out, I guess. I don't know how this is working, but um, it's a good show. So they introduced a new character recently. I don't want to do no spoiler alerts for people that didn't see it, but one of the characters had to like leave for, I think obvious reasons. And if you know who the character was, you'll be like, Oh, okay, that makes sense. But, um, then they brought in another character, which is another one of my favorite female rappers. Now, I had a love-hate relationship with Remy musically. I love Remy. She's from the Bronx or whatever. But I hated the fact she didn't do a video to my favorite song, The Joint with Neo. And I understand she was going through stuff at the time. And so I'm not going to hold it against you, girl. I'm not going to hold it against you. But that song, 100 and it feels so good. I know I can't sing. But the Neo song with Remy on it, that was my shit. And I was so mad there was no video behind it. But anyway, um, I was hyped to see her come in as another female rapper on the show plot twist though she wasn't a part of the group she was a female rapper enemy like the nemesis so like every time they see each other they battle they got words for each other like the guys would pit them against each other like fuck you bitch fuck you bitch like you know so she was brandy's arch nemesis and brandy had her group this girl was solo but they were arch nemesis right and so um you know, it just kind of played up for them throughout the years. And then she disappeared. Like, she just stopped rapping. The Remy Ma character, which I think her name is, like, Sadie or Zadie on the show. But her character stopped rapping back in the 90s after the peak of their beef. Brandy went on, became famous for her group, but then they fell off. And she disappeared. So, you know. So now the group reunited. They was about to get back on top. And then you know, they kind of had a stumbling block. And so now she's kind of back at square one. She runs into Sadie, which is Remy Ma. And Remy Ma's like, you know, that's what they got to give Remy acting or not. That bitch be like, I don't got no time. I don't want no parts to this bullshit. <laughs> like she's the same. So she basically was like saying like, I don't want to be no rapper. I don't got time for this shit. Boom, boom, boom. And Brandy was like, I know you ain't stopped rapping because of me. She was like, nah, trust me. It ain't you at all. Like, rapping, that's my forte. But the industry, I don't fuck with it. I don't got time for that shit. So Brandy invited her out to the studio. I was like, yo, come through. Like, just play around on the mic. So, yo, I said, 
the song that Remy recorded on that episode, they should put that shit out. We'll talk. The song with Brandy singing on a hook and Remy on that shit. Now, I know because I, the song was written for the character around the show. So I get it. So that's probably why they wouldn't. But that was some fucking good shit that Remy did right there. That was a good piece of collaboration with her and Brandy. I was like, yeah, I like this. And then, um, you know, that you could see you got Brandy's character, Naomi, hype. Like, yo, we, yo, I could put that out right now. Like, we need to call some people up and make it happen. And she was like, nah, B, I'm blacklisted. You don't know about me. And she was like, blacklisted, what did you do? Like, come on now, you was right at the height at the top of your career and everything. You know, what happened? Like, you know, you bugging. So she kind of alluded to the fact that the guy who was managing her, who was extremely older than her, sexually assaulted her, who she was a young girl, and then she tried to tell somebody about it. It got back to him. He denied everything. And then he and the industry or whatever, his peoples ended up blacklisting her. So that way she, no one would work with her. So when Brandy met her in the store, she's a, a, she was bagging groceries and she was a cashier at the grocery store. And when she actually met her, she was collecting the carts from out of the parking lot. You know, like the grocery people gather the carts and bring it back in. So that's what she was doing. And Brandy was packing up her car. And she was like, you work here? And she was like, bitch, don't act like that. You know, I'll make good money, boom, boom. But she was just like, shocked, like, no, you a beast. You a legend. Like, so she told her, like, yo, I got blacklisted because, you know, I stood up for myself. And they don't want you to do that, especially as a woman in this industry. And then she told her what happened. And she was like, I can't believe that. And then she said how she felt even worse because the guys were egging her on to battle Remy. Like, oh, y'all need to battle F that B. Like, battle her. And so, you know, Brandy or Naomi, the Brandy character, always had harsh battle words and was always ready for the battle when it came to Zadie, which is Remy's character, because the men were pitting them against each other, when in reality, they were pitting them against each other because this girl was a victim and they didn't want nobody to know it. Crazy. So to me, that was like a combination deal, because you see that happen a lot, like from actresses on down. Like you see the couple of years, the Me Too movement is still in effect. You see it all going down. But it also wanted to say this part right here, although it's a female show, let's not forget about the couple of, you know, older gentlemen that came out recently and said that they were sexually assaulted by like, you know, people like African Bada and stuff like that. Because and when they tried to get help, the same thing happened to them. They were blacklisted. They were shunned away and, you know, led to believe that they were liars, you know? So they, for them to kind of put that into the story, I was like, wow, that needed to be added in there as well. And let's not forget the big elephant in the room, the R. Kelly of the worlds, you know what I'm saying? Like all of that, I think it just culminated into that, that storyline. And it was good to see it because, um, in the aftermath of their conversation, Brandy was talking with the manager dude, which is Coach from Sadie's from P Valley. If you know who Coach is, Sadie's. That's how he be talking about Sadie's on P Valley. But he's the manager on Queens on this show. So they're talking, and she was like, "Yo, I feel so bad. I didn't know that old girl was going through all of that." And I was like, "Beef one hundred, just disrespecting her like that." And then he was like, "You know, well, how? Well, what did she do?" And he and then she looked at her like, "Nigga, for real, like." you would have that perspective because you're a guy. And then he was like, nah, nah, you know, I'm not trying to be like that. So he tried to be more empathetic and understanding. And she was like, yo, this industry is a messed up industry. It just needs to be destroyed and rebuilt because it's broken. It's a broken industry. And he was like, well, how, you know, 
what do you how do you like what would you see or what would need to be like what do you see like how to make that happen what would you need to do to make that happen so um you could tell she was like, I don't know, I don't know, because, you know, she's just, like, caught up in the emotions of it, but he kind of could see that she was on the right track, they're like, I agree with you, we do need to do what we can to fix this broken industry, because it's it's one-sided, you know what I'm saying, like, if you're a guy, like, you don't, you know, honestly, in some cases, you don't have to be a, a dope rapper, just look the part and be a guy, you know what I'm saying, have the physical anatomies and you're in, you don't have to be a cute guy, we've seen that with Biggie, and we've seen that with big pun and i'm not saying big you're a big pun ain't lyrical because they are but for example you could be lyrical as shit if you're a girl but they'll be like what she look like that's the next fucking question i i that used to be the thing the biggest thing when we were like shopping and you know, i'm doing the air quotes back in those days when you know shopping for deals were it like you see how people go and put their resumes out for jobs like we were like that in these streets with these tapes and these demos like really trying to shop for a deal and, um, you know, we always do like bring one, like maybe the manager would go, one or two representation would go. Sometimes none of the gr- girls in the group would go and we'll just, you know, send a manager over there. But it doesn't matter that it'll always be the next question. They'll listen to the joint, but oh, this shit hot. Well, what do they look like? You know what I'm saying? And then when they see us, they're like, ah, oh, we want to take you and you, you and you. And it never was all of us. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, damn. And for the record, I was always one of the ones they wanted to take. So I digress. But. That's not the point. <laughs> that was just a joke right there. But it's the truth. But it's still not the point. The point is, it's easy. Like, if you a guy, you could look like Biggie. You look like Big Pun. You could look like whoever. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you look like. As long as you, you know, bring that product and that heat, they good. Now, if you're a woman, it's a little bit more. Like, you got to be sexy. You know what I'm saying? You got to look some type of way. You got to be humble. You got to be quiet. You got to be sitting there. You got to be accepting whatever bullshit we give you. You got to be willing to flirt. You got to be flirty. If you got a man, you don't let nobody know you got a man. You don't need a man. Don't have no kids. Have kids. It's just be so much on you. And you be like, well, dude, when are we going to fucking listen to my song? You know what I'm saying? When are you going to spin my fucking record, dude? Right? So, goal that to say is, it's a good show right now because me and endings of shows has been disappointing. And like, for example, I've had that issue because, you know, I started this whole podcast because of Lovecraft Country and that shit disappointed me to oblivion that I don't think I even reference Lovecraft Country anymore. And then we lost, you know, the dad, Michael K. Williams, that just made it even more sadder for me. But um, the disappointing ending is what really made Lovecraft Country sad for me. So we'll see how I feel after I get to the end of Queens or what have you. But for right now, I, I give it a good, solid A. I give it an A. And why I give it an A? Because it's a... You got to keep it clean for ABC. You know, that's a family American broadcasting network. So you got to keep it mainstream enough for all of the Americans to be comfortable, feel comfortable watching it. Right. But to keep it within that fine line and still touch the topics that they're touching. I'm very impressed. And for it to be about a female, about about female rappers, you know, you'll get a, a, you'll get praise for being a white rapper black you know male or female before you get before you get respected for being a black female rapper just spitting not a fat ass and not talking about your liposuction you know what i'm saying just for spitting so um yeah i like the recognition i'm definitely appreciating that and i just feel like finally 
mommy spending time with me. <laughs> That's what I feel like, you know, they actually coming over and showing some love to the female MCs and acknowledging that our road is a fucking rough road. And shout out to any female MC starting out, still going or retiring. I give you all kudos and props, you know what I'm saying? Myself included, because it's not easy. It's not easy for no artists out here period, man or woman, but they fail to realize that, you know, if you are a mother, if you are, you know, in the house, the homemaker, a lot does fall on you. And then on top of that, you got to rap. You know what I'm saying? And I think they should did a great job showing that with Eve. Like she was filming her music video. The babysitter got sick. So she could come, you know, she had to bring the kids to the set. And the kids are on the set. They running the cars over the thing. They messing with the food. The one oh, the oldest one that got an attitude because he don't want to be there. And you know, and you gotta deal with all of that. And these are like five different personalities she had to contain in addition to the four, the, excuse me, the three well, yeah, four because the manager, the four other personalities that's on the set waiting for her to come back and shoot the video. You know, they don't think about that, you know. So, and I understand, like, oh, that's why, you, you know, women shouldn't have kids. No, we're supposed to continue our family and, and be fruitful and multiply if it's in your cards. But at the same time, I feel like just don't put those, either put the same expectations on men or take those limitations off the women. That's what I say. And that's why I agree with Brandy, a.k.a. Naomi, from the show Queens, where it's saying, like, hey, we got to break the broken wheel. We got to fix the broken wheel, I should say. So yeah, good show. I say give it a watch. I recommend it. It will be some cheesy factors in there. I'm not going to lie to you. It's like, you know, like put it this way. I feel like if the show was on HBO or um, Netflix or something, it probably would, it would be a little bit grittier and a little bit more true to life, you know, but it does a great job being true to life as far as I'm concerned, because I was that Catholic school girl who came home every day from school in uniform still. Like my granny would be like, take off your clothes on, change your clothes on, be it on, come eat on, you know what I'm saying? I mean, my clothes like after school, writing rhymes, like I get so caught up in the beat and caught up in the rapping. You know, like somebody battled outside and so-and-so won. And I want to be, you know, I want to battle next time. So I'm working, I'm, you know, writing some rhymes up. So I legit was that girl, little girl in the Catholic school uniform writing rhymes. You know what I'm saying? Legit me. And so um, I'm proud to see my reflection, a reflection of me out there. Because um, I don't know, I think a part of me felt like maybe they don't think I'm rap worthy because I went to Catholic school or I didn't go to public school or, you know, I, my family was working class and we were in the projects. Maybe I'm not rap worthy. I don't know, but I, I got over that shit. It's not, it is ain't where you're from is where you're at. You know what I'm saying? And, um, I've come to, con- to my conclusion that I'm, you know, I'm good in these streets when it comes to this music, you know, so I'm grateful, which segues me into Cocoa Butter Heels. Like I said, this episode might be a little bit longer for you guys because it is the first one of the year and I want to give you a review because I've been trying to, I want, I've been wanting to talk about that show for a minute with you guys, but then I also want to wait until the Chromatism compilation dropped. It dropped on December 28th. Yay! It was originally supposed to drop on December 22nd, but I don't know. I'm grateful that it dropped, you know, before the new year, so we got that in right before the last quarter. Yay! And um, let me tell you about that song. So everything that I just discussed, all the, like, you know, trials and tribulations of being a female MC, being in your own head when it comes to emotional 
trauma or disappointment, etc. All of that stuff I healed from. Thank you, Jesus. Now I'm still a work in progress. So anyone is like like the, like that um dude that viral dude that he was gay that he's no longer gay. He's like I'm no longer gay. I'm delivered. It's not that easy. So you know that that's that's what made that whole viral thing funny because it's not that easy. So for me to say I'm 100% healed and delivered from the triggering, you know, you know stuff that would trigger me in the past, I would be lying to you. But am I 90% there? Yes. Do I feel good about that? Yes. Am I very proud of myself? Hell fucking yes. All right? So I called that self, like I called, I kind of phrased it and coined it in my own head for real. Not really a thing with people, but I was like, that's the cocoa butter healing. That's that cocoa butter healing, you know, because, you know, as a brown skinned woman, uh, you know, out here, I'm in the grass, I'm in the yard, I'm, I've been doing a lot of renovations, so I've been getting a lot of scars and cuts. You know, cooking, trying different foods, popping grease, getting some cuts and scars, you know, and I always keep cocoa butter on deck to heal the scars. So I had this one joint. I don't even know how what, what happened, but I had like a slice across my wrist from like something like out in the bushes caught me and it legit looked like a chick was trying to cut her wrist. I wasn't. I swear. I promise. But it wasn't that deep either. It was just like a slice across from like the bushes. I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I hate that. That looks so terrible. And so I like cocoa buttered it every day. Like, what the fuck? Then I got another one. You know, say same thing because we it was in the yard working. On the other arm, on the back side of my forearm, looking like something like I'm out here having knife fight with people and shit. But it's really me working in the yard. So I was like, oh my God, I cannot be all scarred up. You know what I'm saying? I'm a beautiful black woman. I got to pull out this cocoa butter. So every day, diligently, diligently using the cocoa butter and just healed it. Right. And so I said, this cocoa butter, one day I was just looking at the scar faded on my hand, on my wrist, the one on my wrist in particular. And I said, wow, it's crazy how like just dedication and focus and determination can heal. If you're focused on healing, it's going to heal faster than you even anticipate. Cause like, for example, the one on the back of my you know, one's on my um, right wrist, one scar, one scar is on my left forearm, on the back of my forearm. The one on my left forearm, eh, it still ain't go away. But because I wasn't as determined, I'm, I, I put more cocoa butter on it now, guys. But I wasn't as determined, like, oh, I got to get rid of it. Is this the one right on my wrist? This looks very disturbing to me. Like, I don't want to one thinking I'm over here trying to slip wrist and shit. So I was very determined to fade that what the hell was going on with me and the trees out there. So, um, the two, the contrast of doing one and not doing the other and seeing the difference in the results kind of just triggered something in my mind. Like, yo, cocoa butter heals. If you're focused and you're focused on the healing, you will heal. And that's what you're doing mentally, spiritually, emotionally, you know? So I said, um, I want to write a song about this and I want to convey it into a song but I don't want it to sound weird like I'm doing a cocoa butter ad, you know. So this song is basically that. It's basically about, you know, I use the analogies of physical scarring and using the analogy of physical cocoa butter, cocoa butter healing that physical scar. But imagine if you had like a spiritual cocoa butter healing. That's basically what this song is about. Like anything that mentally or, you know, spiritually scarred you. You can still heal from it. And there's a, like a spiritual cocoa butter for that scar. 
Trust me, it is. So that's basically what I did. I kind of fused the two, the physical and the spiritual on this song and saying like, hey, emotional scarring, you know, scarring is, is more than just physical. It's definitely emotional as well. But just like with a physical scar that can heal and it's like it was never there and it's even better than before, you can heal the spiritual as well. So um, I just wanted to share my spiritual healing and my um, spiritual growth through the analogy of cocoa butter. You know, so I'm very proud of the song. Very, very proud of the song. I recently um, got some feedback on the song and it was like, and this is from execs, and they were like, you did a great job keeping it engaged on this song great job very engaging song very relevant song i love it you know so i was very i was proud of that you know um and that's what i'm trying i'm trying to do that more often for you all to make songs that definitely are relevant to me but are also relevant to you you know because um i listen to some of my older music and i'm like who the fuck was i talking to who the fuck i i be talking to the music like who the fuck are you angry at <laughs> you know what i'm saying and come to realize there's no one in particular but like for example being a a a grown removed clean from or removed ganga from the person who wrote that song maybe 10 years ago 12 years ago shit 5 years ago you say like okay that you were you were angry or you were in a different place like oh my god who were you angry at who hurt the baby you know you weren't healed so i said i gotta start making music to reflect that growth and to reflect it as well because you you know you practice what you preach and then you spread it and i feel like music is infectious you know so if i'm writing music about you know my beef or who i hate then i'm gonna have more beef and i'm gonna have more people that i hate but like I don't want that, right? So I'm proud of the healing I'm doing. I'm proud of the spiritual growth, the physical growth, financial growth, just the everything around me growth and just positive energy around me. So I want to share that with you all. And I'm going to use music as my vehicle of choice to convey just different ways to look at healing and to look different ways to look at growth, you know? Because, um, for example, to me, growth is seeing Nas rhyming about... Um, writing his homeboy in prison on Illmatic to writing about cryptocurrency and his investments on magic. You know, that's growth. Growth is saying how, um, and I'm going to use myself for an example. Growth is saying how I wish and my dreams is to own a Honda Accord <laughs> to now I'm like, yo, I really want to get these acres and I'm really thinking about you know, what are we going to develop on this when we purchase it? Different. That's growth. Because if you grow and you live through things, you're going to write about what you live through, you know? And um, I want to be able to share that with you all so that way you all can experience growth as well and be able to recognize growth in yourself because that's going to be the most important thing is to not wait for anyone to recognize it in you, but for you to recognize it in yourself, right? So um, I'm going to leave you guys with that. I didn't want to go so deep, but I'm so happy, guys. And I'm just so happy we made it to 2022. Yay! And you guys are here with me. And I'm going to leave y'all with Cocoa Butter Heels. Produced by Fleo from Olympe Records out of Paris, France, off of their compilation Chromatism. It's Gangali Cocoa Butter Heels, streaming on all digital platforms. Also on SoundCloud, you see a cute little Dread Girl cartoon 
with Coco Butter Heels on the Gongoli MC. And um, yeah, if you like it, tell a friend. If you don't like it, tell a friend. You know that's my motto. You know, that ain't going to change. That's still going to be the same. If you like it, tell a friend. If you don't like it, tell a friend. It don't matter. It don't hurt either way. And my other thing is, come on, guys. I want you to start hugging yourself, loving yourself. I want you to take yourself on a date, have spa days, you know, self-care Sundays. You know what I'm saying? Wing Wednesdays for selfies, selfie a Saturday, like whatever it is. We just need to invest in ourselves more. You know what I'm saying? Because I had to learn that once I started watering into my own pot, the growth is endless and limitless. I literally go everywhere now. And I'm grateful for this too, because it's a rough world we're living in, but I'm just greeted by positive energy and smiles. And it doesn't matter what race, what color, what sexual orientation or creed. I'm just like feeling the love from people. And I'm so more than happy to give that love back to people. It's so crazy. It's literally crazy. Um, it's not, but crazy in a good way, you know, and it's infectious guys. And I'm not bullshitting you at all because if anyone knows me, like, you know, someone recently told me like, oh my God, Colleen, we love this you because you could come into the room and the whole room is, is doomed if you're not in the mood. But when you come in the room and you light it up, like you, you control the room. Like if you want, if the, if you're in a bad mood, the room is going down. If you're in a great mood, the room is up all the way up because they just love you. You know, like we follow your lead. And I was like, wow, that's deep. When they said that they emotionally follow my lead because I'm a, um, uh, impacting or infectious person. I didn't think about that before. I didn't even realize that until I had that conversation recently, how powerful that makes a person, you know, you can make people miserable or you can make people happy. And I don't think I'm the only one that could do it. You know, it's, it's infectious. Really it is. And it's really what we choose is what's going to determine the results, right? So, um, go forth and be happy guys. It's 2022. Leave any negative energy in 2021. Anything that triggered you, we didn't get triggered. The only triggers we pull in is blah, 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 understand your ground. And we ain't even trying to do that. We ain't even trying to do that guys. We're going to be positive. Nothing but love, love yourself, love your peers, send that love out. And also if you see a stranger out there, it doesn't hurt to, um, say hi or give a smile or a nod or hold the door you know what i'm saying it doesn't hurt you'd be surprised how many more times or how how the blessings come back to you tenfold from other directions for just giving out a little bit of love and and blessings you know so that's what i challenge you guys to do for the new year is go forth and love love yourself love me love each other and let's spread that love, all right? And like I said, until next time, y'all, she can talk gongly. I'm going to leave y'all with this Cocoa Butter Heels. Y'all let me know how y'all feel. If you like it, tell a friend. If you don't like it, tell a friend. Either way, it's going to be good with me, all right? Until next time, y'all. Peace. Hard left a scar on my knee. Uh, they said I'm only good as my last hot beat. Uh-huh. I had to jump up, dust that dirt off my feet. Yeah. I had to let them see a good sport in defeat. Uh-huh. But now I'm bringing all W's home. Uh-huh.
Perpetual flow, forever in the zone Letting niggas know things lining up for dough uh, It wasn't always easy cause some things had to go uh-huh. Fake friends had to go, dead ends that's a no. no Make sure I kill it live like it's my last show oh. And walk off with pride like Laomi on Vogue Damn. And keep my spirits high like Snoop in the zone uh-huh. Like hoops in the dome, uh-huh. I'm dunking on them tracks yeah. Sending out that post, Gondolia is fucking back right. A little scarred up, but that happens when you black uh-huh. Living in America, the world's on my back uh-huh. I hide my pain some scars conceal. Some days I feel lost, other days love is real. Rising to the top, praying for a couple mil. Another scar fades, the cocoa butter heals. I had my pain, some scars concealed. Some days I feel lost, other days love is real. Rising to the top, praying for a couple mil. Another scar fades, the cocoa butter heals. Huh. The bruise heal, but it throbs when it rains. Sometimes I stand in it just to wash away the pain. Uh-huh. It feels so good, the water beating on my face. Restore a bit of order, last leg of the race. Uh-huh. Tracing out line of the scar and cocoa butter. Uh-huh. Fade away the memories, days looking brighter. Yeah. The glow up is real, melanated and empowered. Uh-huh. Loving on myself, getting stronger by the hour. Uh-huh. The butters hit my body and it melts like parquet. Yeah. From gutters to the lobby of a five star stay. Uh-huh. They thought I wasn't prepped, stay ready every day. Remember when they slept, I've been. That booth laying flames yeah. top tier when I trek from uh, Paris to LA. Uh, so show some respect when you whisper in my name. Some do it for a check, but for me it's not a game. Uh-huh. I crafted with the left, but my right's the better aim. Uh, I hide my pain, some scars conceal. Some days I feel lost, other days love is real. Rising to the top, praying for a couple mil. Another scar fades, the cocoa butter heals. I hide my pain, some scars conceal. Some days I feel lost, other days love is real. Rising to the top, praying for a couple mil. Another scar fades.